Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Lord bless you folks. Thank you for tuning in today. May God give you a day that is just absolutely remarkable. You know why? Because you're remarkable. You're great people. You're people of God who want to do God's will and be directed by His Holy Spirit. And I pray that you just follow Him with every ounce of energy you have. And I thank you for listening. Our Heavenly Father, bless this day. Bless these incredible listeners. Thank you for their lives. Lead them and lead me as I share that I would share truth that could be responded to, reacted to, and God, we'd be better people because we're living for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, folks, I want to share today and tomorrow about having a spiritual drive that moves us to a deeper walk with God. I think probably each and every one of you would like to have a deeper walk with God, a walk with God that takes you different places, a walk with God that moves you beyond the normal. We are doing a bunch of different special classes in our church that are extra to move people deeper. In fact, I'm doing one, or probably the time you hear this, I would have just done one on the seven churches of Revelation. And I will probably go through that with you once I uh, get it all together with everybody else. But it's, it's just very interesting because we want people to understand how the churches and what they dealt with there and how they relate to that today and what we're doing uh, to grow deeper in our walk with God. If you don't feel passionate about your Christian life, my question would be, why not? Why do you not feel passionate about your Christian life? Maybe we have to ask ourselves a question, what could I do to have a greater commitment to walking with my God? Well, some may say, well, Pastor, I'm as committed as I can be. That would garner this question from me. What exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? I don't believe pastors and leaders are interested in trying to make their people feel guilty about their spiritual walk, but to help them see the importance of being a driving force each and every day for the cause of Christ, which we were created for. As we look to our outline, and as we look to what I have for you today, I have outlined my message so that you can understand it in a very prevalent way. I hope that you will take away some truths that will help you. I hope today would be a day of reflection for each and every one of you. My wife and I enjoyed a surprise trip a few weeks ago, and uh, we were a friend of ours had uh, a couple cruises left because he took his company, and his company, one of his employees quit right before, and he'd already had a prepaid cruise, and he said, would you and your wife like to go to Cabo San Lucas with us, and you wouldn't have to pay anything? And we thought, okay, we'll do that. And so we chose to do that. And we were going to be gone anyway. We were driving to the Oregon coast to see a former pastor, but we could not pass up that cruise. And, folks, I am so glad we did because we had the most incredible time of reflection on who we are and where God would have us go and how God would lead us. I am so grateful for that moment. I was able to hook up with a a Bible study group every morning at 8 o'clock and meet with them and pray and talk and discuss. It was awesome. And we just enjoyed that so much. But one of the things I was convicted by on this trip as I spent time with God was that I need to be more positive about things, 
not look to the downside of life. Sometimes I tend to be look at the negative. You, know, you might say an instance is coming, and I send it, tend sometimes to look at the, well, if this doesn't happen, that's not going to happen. Instead of, great, God's going to bless this. It's going to be positive. And I came back convicted. I need to be more positive. I try to be positive with you on the air. I try to be positive as I can in the church. But sometimes even in my home life and in, even in sports life, sometimes we're playing, like let's say Boise State's playing somebody, oh, I don't know if we can win this game because this, this, and the other. And I have friends say, would you stop that? And they're right. I need to be more positive about things. And so I've decided on this trip that I'm coming home with a new spirit. And so far, it's been a few weeks, and I'm, I'm feeling good, and God is leading me that way. Thank you, Jesus. But none of us should be shaped by the circumstances we go through. We should be shaped by the love of Jesus Christ in our lives. My mother used to say something like this, Do not make a mountain out of a molehill, son. <laughs> but it, what's ironic about that is my mother would always make mountains out of molehills. I mean, she was famous for that, but she would always say that to me. I thought it was kind of funny. But when I look back on that sa- statement, though, I see a lot of truth in it. We go through a temporary setback, and we let it dictate our future. We let it dictate our lives. We are directed by that. You know, we are to be strong in the Lord. Folks, strong in the Lord. I'm going to be sharing a scripture with you shortly, so hold tight to that. But how how does one become strong in the Lord? I think it begins by having a spiritual drive or having a desire to grow closer to our Lord each and every day. To do that, one has to have a spiritual disciplines, spending time one-on-one with the Lord, spending time in the Word, spending time... As you are uh, listening today, listening to God's Word, or as you are in your church on Sunday morning, spending time being faithful, learning what the pastor and the leaders are sharing. You know, the church is brought together, according to Acts chapter 2, for the purpose of devoting themselves to godly teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread together and to prayer. Now, I'm not sure why it's so difficult for people to get alone with God daily and pray. You know, I'm going to be sharing a message out of Daniel coming up uh, here this coming week also. And he set a time three times a day to call on his Heavenly Father to seek God's direction. And Paul wrote a letter to the church of Ephesus, which was a church that, that he had planted. In fact, Paul turned over the reins to the church to his co-laborers, Priscilla and Aquila. We see that six times in the New Testament that Priscilla and Aquila uh, took over the church. And Priscilla was the wife and Aquila was the husband. In fact, four of the six times, Priscilla's name was mentioned first. And so she had a big influence in the church. But after planting the church and leaving it in the hands of the leaders, he later came back and he spent three years in the church sharing the victory of Jesus, but sharing the victory over demonic powers that had slipped in. The enemy loves to slip in. You see, the enemy is looking for people who think they have it all together spiritually and are living without air to make them think they're just right spiritually. Oh, I've been around numbers of people who think they're spiritual giants when, in fact, they need a touch from God powerfully. I'm telling you this. If you think you're a spiritual giant, then you better get on your knees and humble yourself before Almighty God because the Word of God tells us we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need a Savior. We all need strength every day. We press on to the pipe calling, Paul says. We move forward. He would love, the enemy would love for us to get complacent in our walk with him and think we have it down perfectly, and to be that super Christian, as I've talked about before on the air. 
The Christian walk is a walk towards Jesus. It's a daily growth process that Paul says continues until the day of the Lord. Paul tells the people of Ephesus what they should do. Let's just listen to advice. This is your passage today, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I love how Paul approaches the people. Be strong in the Lord and in his strength and in his might. That is pretty strong statement, an important one. So how does that relate to them and to us? I would say it this way, take control and responsibility for your life. When you're reflecting today on this message, are you taking control and responsibility for your life? For your spiritual life, what are you doing about the spiritual growth process in your own personal life? I think a major issue for people is that we don't take control of our lives. We let outside circumstances dictate our response and the things we do. One of the major subjects of the entire Bible is a subject of idolatry. And this is an extreme love for something that comes before God. Many times in Scripture we see warnings. Sometimes it's with the flesh, as in immorality or adultery. Nowadays in, in the church you see people can almost condoning it. Oh, it's okay. We're going to be married. It's okay. Folks, the Word of God is explicit about immorality and adultery. In fact, one of the Ten Commandments, I believe it's the seventh one, is explicit about idultery. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And many times riches and materialism takes the place of God, becomes idolatry. Not adultery. This one's idolatry. A big one of the most everyone on earth deals with is forgiveness. Our our failing to forgive people causes a huge wedge between us and God. Certainly, it's an issue that uh, we all deal with and we're going to continue to deal with. I gave an illustration when I preached this message in my church about how if you look at the ceiling, and all of a sudden, about 20 feet below the ceiling, there's a big wall that shuts, kind of like the kingdom or one of those places where they play football, that it shuts. And that's like it is when we have unforgiveness. There's something that shuts between us and heaven. Because the Bible says this, how can you forgive your brother? How can, you for, how can I forgive you if you do not forgive your brother? How can you? You have to have forgiveness. Otherwise, you got that barricade. You got that wall. You are, you're not being everything. God is struggling to hear you because you have put a barricade between him. He's made that very clear. How can I forgive you if you don't forgive? So, folks, if you have unforgiveness in your life, right this moment, give it to him. Many marriage relationships have fallen victim because there's a lack of forgiveness for each other. They've done something wrong against their partner. They haven't shared something against their partner. People of God, it is time to come clean. It is time to get things ready to go. 
Well, we got a lot of things we still need to talk about with this spiritual growth process. I'm going to continue this message tomorrow, but I love you, and I thank you for listening, and I pray that you would just serve God with a passion. He wants to use you every single day. Lord bless you. Have a terrific day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.